your purchase at Walmart is verified for, and there was like a bunch of stuff, for $150. And I'm like, what in the bloody hell is going on? So I quickly emailed my bank, I closed the card, and I contacted my parents. And then I ran to my room after class to look for my card, and yep, you guessed it, it was missing. Welcome, and you're listening to The Weekly Tea with Sid. It's almost the end of July, and for many, that means going back to school. For others, that means they're halfway done with the school year. And that's definitely the case from where I'm from. I was born and raised in a beautiful Southern African country called Zimbabwe, which is actually a former British colony. And the reason I'm saying this is because the school system is much different to that, say, of the United States or Germany, which are two countries that I've also lived in. And if you're thinking Harry Potter, you're kind of on the same track, but without the magic. We do the houses, we do the prefix, it's exactly the same, we do the uniforms. And so our school year actually starts in January and ends in early December, and we have three terms. Yes, call the semesters terms, it's a little different. And each term is actually three months with a long weekend break in between, which we call half term. And so, you know, students would usually get like a Friday and Monday off. And if you're like me, your childhood was probably spent participating in a competitive sport, then those half term weekends were definitely spent at some type of sporting event. My family would usually say it was always at my swimming galas, but I kind of remember that narrative a little differently. <laughs> now, higher education was done a little different. I didn't stick around to find out. I decided to be a little bit more adventurous, which is how I landed myself in the United States. When I first started looking for universities, my parents were pushing the Germany route because, fun fact, public college in Germany is free. And I speak the language, so I wouldn't have had an issue at all. But like I said, I was feeling adventurous. I wanted to try something new. I had already lived in Southern Africa and I had experienced much of Europe. I wanted to do something new. And so it was either Asia, South America, or North America. And honestly, ladies and gentlemen, travel tip number three. One way to travel the world, which is just a little less expensive, is through education. If you're in high school and you're listening to this, look and see if you have any exchange programs in the area. I spent a year in Germany as a Rotary Youth Exchange student. Look it up. Trust me, there's definitely a Rotary Club in your area. But there are also other exchange program opportunities, which I will touch on in a later episode. And if you're in college and you're listening to this, do a study abroad. Please, I beg you. You will not regret it in any way. But anyway, so here I am thinking, okay, so my brother's already in the US and I've kind of heard a little bit about what it's like. So why not try my luck there? I applied for the Georgia Rotary Student Program, which is a wonderful program that was started by the Rotary Clubs within the state of Georgia that gives opportunities to students from around the world to experience American culture through living and going to a college for one year. The best part, it's a one-year fully paid scholarship, but I'll be touching on that in a different episode. But today's episode is about how I found myself in a small town in the middle of the state of Georgia at a mostly women's college. And for those of you who know me, you're probably like really sad because I went to an all-girls high school, but not just any all-girls high school. I went to an all-girls Catholic high school. Obviously my parents' choice, but it was one of the best high schools in the country. Not that I'm boasting or anything, but yes, how I ended up at a mostly women college, and I'm saying mostly because there are still men on campus with a 
horrible first time ever roommate. The story begins on the first day I was arriving onto campus freshman orientation. I was super excited but super nervous at the same time because, you know, I was going to college in America. Like, pff, wow. And, um, you know, I go upstairs to my room and I notice that on all the doors in our hallway, we have these cute, like, um, if you've ever played Monopoly, you know, the Monopoly cards. Yeah, and it had our names on it. So I go to my room and I notice my name is the only name on the door. I'm starting to panic a little because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to have a roommate. Well, then later on throughout the day, somebody comes and I find out that I do have a roommate. Yay! I had a roommate and she was American. Tip number two for the day, and this is for my international students, it's great to have a roommate who's an international student as well because, you know, they understand everything you're going through. But, and this is from experience, the quickest way to learn about a culture or to integrate into a community is to become friends with the locals. And one of the quickest ways of doing that is getting a local roommate. And so when I found out my roommate was American, I was stoked because I knew that I was really going to get that American experience. So life went on, school started, things were great for like a month. Then things started to get a little weird. And hear me out, we're in college and I have nothing wrong with another person bringing over their significant other, but her boyfriend started coming over even during the week, which is where I draw the line. Because you know, you're going to classes, you're trying to focus on your schoolwork and all of that. And at one point, he was there longer than a week. And I ended up dealing with this kind of internally, you know, I didn't know what to do. Granted, you know, I could have always gone to tell somebody, but I was kind of scared, you know. You know what I mean? You know, some people, they have the guts. They will be like, absolutely not, I'm not dealing with this, and they will tell somebody off. But like, my freshman year, I was still a little timid. And so the only thing I would do is complain to my friends about it. And that wasn't the only thing that she used to do. She had this habit of taking really long showers and leaving her wig hair everywhere. Nothing against wigs, I have a couple of myself. But sis was leaving this hair all over. You could have made a second wig, not exaggerating. I'm surprised that wig still had hair on it. But it got so bad, even our sweet mates started to complain. And they were athletes and would always complain that she was always in the bathroom. And if you're a student athlete, there's nothing like coming back to the dorms after a long practice and having to deal with all this crap. And then she had a boyfriend over who was always there. And it's just like, come on, have the decency. And the issue with that was we had agreed that we would not lock the bathroom doors because we would always forget to unlock it. And so if you kind of see where this is going, you know, there's a male in the dorms, you don't lock bathroom doors and stuff like that. Accidents happen. And if you don't see what's wrong with that, then well, eventually, but eventually the week before finals, I had my final straw and I was looking to see if there were any other rooms available. And one of my friends was like, yeah, I just had somebody move out. Do you want a room with me? And I took it. I took advantage of that as soon as I could, because boy, This story really begins to get super juicy about a month into my college career. I had just come back um, spending the weekend off of campus and you know, I had trusted my roommate and just put my stuff away and went on with my life. The next day I'm in psychology class and I'm checking my emails. I notice some emails from my bank account from back home for a couple of purchases. I'm like, I've never used that account because 
you're using an international card, sometimes the fees can be super expensive. And so I opened the email and it's like, your purchase is verified for a $70 name necklace and your purchase at Walmart is verified for, and there was like a bunch of stuff, for $150. And I'm like, what in the bloody hell is going on? So I quickly emailed my bank, I closed the card and I contacted my parents. And then I ran to my room after class to look for my card and yep, you guessed it, it was missing. Not just my card, my whole wallet that had my ID, you know, a couple of gift cards, all that jazz. And my first thought was, oh my goodness, I lost it. It would have never crossed my mind that somebody had actually stolen it. And so I told my roommate and she helped me look for it. I repeat, she helped me look for it. We moved everything in the room, we spring cleaned, we went through all the drawers. She helped me look for this thing and I could not find my wallet. I was angry. Somebody had just stolen $300 from me. Well, anyway, so fast forward through finals week and I had just moved in and I'm settling in. And a day before my psychology final, I get an email from my bank. Do you know blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the heck? This person was my former roommate. I was reeling. I have never felt such strong emotions in my entire life. I was angry. I was sad. I was disgusted. I was violated. I was hopeless all at once. I didn't even know how to feel. This was somebody who I had trusted, somebody who I had lived with, somebody who I had told my life story to. And at the time, my country was going through some hardships. So after crying a little bit and a pep talk from all of my friends, I ended up going to see the head of housing and security ended up getting involved and they were encouraging me to go to the police. But heck, I was an international student in a country where I wasn't sure about certain things. I'm not going to do that. That's just, you know, I said to them, as long as she pays me back all the money that she took from me, I am cool with that. So, you know, I gave them all the evidence, the emails and everything and let them do the investigation. It was really nerve-wracking though because the next day I had to go to my psychology final and they had called her and told her about what had happened. I was so anxious and scared. I was literally shaking as I got into my psychology final. And hey, I'm a four foot nine student on a visa. I was not about to be fighting anyone. <laughs> and the thing is, from my previous experiences with her that I've seen when she had conflicts with other students, she looked like she could fight. And like I said, I was not about to be fighting. But my professor was really understanding and I had told her my story and she helped me sit somewhere where I wouldn't even see her coming in and all of that. But anyway, fast forward, winter break happens. It was great. Christmas was awesome. I had a happy, great time. Well, I come back to school and I don't hear anything from the school. So I'm freaking out because she's there and I was so scared to go anywhere by myself. Shout out to my homies because... <laughs> They were really there with me. Every time I needed to go to class, they would walk with me. If I needed to go to the little kiosk, they would walk with me. Whenever I needed to go to training, they would walk with me. It was, it was bad. I don't even know why I was so scared. Three weeks after school started back up in the spring semester, I get a call from the school and they said, you know, she's here, she's confessed and everything. We sorted out everything. She, she would like to give you back your money. So I was like, dope. And they told me, you know, you don't need to see her. She can give it to us and we'll give it to you. And I said, no, I want to see her because I want to sit in front of her and I want to ask her why. So I marched my four foot nine self up there. <laughs> 
I was more like I, I shuffled because I was I was I was scared. I really wanted to see why she would do this to me. I go in there and I sit in front of her and I asked her why. I said why, and you knew everything that I was going through. And this girl had the audacity to tell me that she needed books. She did not buy books with my money. I had the receipts. She bought a necklace for her boyfriend that cost $70, bought a bunch of makeup and a laptop charger. She did not need any books. And you know what? I'm the type of person, if you came to me, even if I don't have much, and you're like, okay, Sid. You're like, Sid, oh my God, I'm in a sticky situation, but I can really use some money. I will give it to you. That's just how I was raised. I was raised to be helpful, especially to the people that I am friends with, people I care about. Well, anyway, I got my money. She said her apologies, whatever. And I never ever saw her again on campus. So yeah, that was my first ever roommate experience in college. I'm kind of traumatized with it, to be honest, but you know, things happen. And once again, shout out to the homies. Y'all know who you are. Wow, crazy roommate stories. And you're lying if you don't have any crazy roommate stories, even if it's with your siblings. And I would love to hear them. So just comment down below, follow me on Instagram at siddles underscore 97. Let me know. Stay tuned for the next episode by hitting that subscribe button. You're listening to The Weekly Tea with Sid. Thanks for tuning in.